So we're going to apologize tonight for, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll have some technical difficulties. Maybe we won't, but you're going to hear some music in the background because break room therapy is going on downstairs. And Nick and I are up here at our uh, podcasting spot. We're, we're trying to be legit. We have a, a camera and a microphone. Yeah, I say, you know, the funny thing is I was about to like grab the camera to try to show people the camera, like, but you can't do that. You, you really so. can't. <laughs> um, Real excited tonight, right? Because break room therapy is going. We we delayed it a little bit for for uh, a few reasons. Um, a, we just wanted to celebrate tonight. Um, you know, and tonight we're going to talk about how to make more money, right? Because like, I, I sat and I, I was talking to some people and I, I did word association. I was telling you this a little bit, yep, and I yep, was like, yep. hey, you know what? I'm going to drop out a few words. You tell me, right? Okay. So I was like, money, and they're like, uh, how to make more, and I was like, boom. All right, that's that's great. And I was hurt. Finances, money, money. I need more. You know, it just constantly led back to more money, more money, more money. I'm like, all right. I'm, and then one person was like, hey, you know, how, how to make more money living pay, paycheck to paycheck? Or, you know, I was like, oh, man, you don't live paycheck to paycheck. Like, you choose that. And they're like, well, I bet. And I was like, show me your budget, right? <laughs> like, straight up. I was like, and they sure. said, I don't I have, have one. one. And I was like, come on. I was like, I was like, you are the prime person of why we're doing this. Um, so before we get too far into this, yeah, say, we forgot about the important stuff. Yeah, so many important things in our life. I'll let you go first because you're closer to more of them than me. First important thing yeah. for everybody watching, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. This is going to be an amazing year for us, David. It, it uh, is. I'm very excited. Um, so I I am drinking the good old Bud Light. Right and through. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, that's just who I am. All American, baby. Uh, number two, because I wanted to be fancy tonight and special. A few weeks back, we got sponsored by Coors. I'm going to give them a second shout out just to show people that when we get sponsored, we give, we give back as much as possible. Coors Light Seltzer, Black Cherry. Uh, again, really awesome that they sponsored us for this. Uh, we're going to give them another big shout out. So I wanted to feel special again tonight. And because I wanted to feel special, we're going to go back to my all-time, like top five favorite of all time. New Glarus, Wisconsin Belgian Red. Um, I say my brother's actually in North Carolina right now, Isn't so it? I know he's getting some North Carolina beers. Coming home so, uh, big shout out to him again for finding my literally one of my favorite beers of all time now. Um, so, and again, we talked about a little bit into this episode, David. I know you got some great things. Oh, so Nick just tried this. I, I I picked this up today at Megabeth because I wanted to try some different stuff. I found O'Fallon's. Dad's original oatmeal stout. This is out of Missouri. Honestly, Nick and I both tasted it. We expected it. Well, Nick said a little more pop than what it had, but for a stout, I could drink multiple of these. Oh yeah, this this goes down nice and easy. I say, well, for a stout, I can drink multiple of any of them. <laughs> but no, yeah, but you know, some are a little more bitter and harder yeah. to drink multiple. This one's very tame and yeah. And, very good. A lot of a lot of good oatmeal taste in there. You can smell that right away. Um, I'm going back to my heritage with this one because right. I don't like any food from my heritage. But I do like their beer. Uh, Irish has great beer. Yeah. Um, I don't know about Persian beer. I have. I don't know if Persia has beer. I don't think. I don't think uh, Muslims are allowed to drink. Uh, I'm not Muslim. Man. Those people are Jews. Just <laughs> saying. Persians. Yeah. Uh, well, my people, my people. You're right. They are Muslim. They don't like us. They have no clue what he is. I really don't. 
But uh, this one is from, it, it's a Polish beer. Oh. But it was brewed in Detroit. Sure. Grand River Brewery. It's the uh, 313 Polish Lager. Oh, there you go. Hey, guys, if you haven't been to Grand River Brewing, uh, get out there. Really, I mean, when things open back up, really fun place. Um, let's say I enjoy a Polish food. I don't I, I don't like Polish food, but I out. love their beer. You're like Boca Jim, I love. You're missing out. It's like, I, I'm not a Budweiser fan, but it's like Polish Budweiser. Um, and then for my last beer, if I get to it, which I'm sure I will, oh. I'm going back to Perrin's Midnight Snack. So that was good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was it was not as minty as I would have liked. It was a little, little better. Oh, you know what? I say good mint beer is a uh, dirty girl stout. Just phenomenal. Yeah. So great beer. Uh, every time every time I go up north, right? And uh, I go to the casino and then go to the brewery and pick some up. And you know, it's a it's a good time. But tonight, how to make money. Um, that's near and dear to our heart, isn't it? I mean, we we really love to make more money. Yeah. And we do a lot of things to do that. Um, so, I mean, I got a story for you. You haven't heard this yet. So you got to the business. I did. Did you see Dawn's vehicle? Uh, I, I read about this. So yes. Yes, yes I see. You her saw vehicle. it. What, what is it? Uh, a 15 person Econo van. But I'm looking at the seats <laughs> inside of here. I'm like, why are we sitting on these things? We could be rocking on those. Story. Uh, so new van. Yeah, we had to go get a van because we're just we can't haul enough. Yeah. Okay, and it's a pain to get my mom's truck or Yost truck. So it's kind of like, all right, it's time. But of course, that puts us into a little bit of a money pinch. So, you know, I I love to credit card hack, and of course, my wife has jumped on that bandwagon. So our Discover card for the business comes due next month. Yeah, but she had to get insurance for this van. They want it paid per year. So a little over two grand. Sure. And she goes, well, I'm going to have to put it on that card, but you know, 0% interest ends next month. And they do it off daily average balance, you know, sure. your highest daily average balance, which, you know, now is going to have an extra two grand on it. So her and I are talking and uh, I said, well, worst comes to worst. If we don't have the cash at the time to pay it off, I can open an account because I have no business accounts open. Yep. At worst, it's going to cost me a 3% balance transfer fee. 3% is better than whatever they're going to charge us. Sure. So, of course, you know, that's it's just one of those ways to hack into stuff that you need now. Yeah. Okay. Now, when we talk about trying to make more money, there's so many different options out there. And like you said, you were talking to somebody at work and they said, well, I love paycheck to paycheck and I don't have any money. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of a choice. Kind of. I mean, I mean you, you can't fix everything, but you can hustle to make some more. Yep. I see, you know, and uh, everybody, you know, everybody says, oh, I want to live. Okay, well, you know, I mean, and this sucks to say, right? We're in America and yep. we have the opportunities, right? There's people who are literally working 22 hours a day, getting two hours of sleep. And people are like, oh, that's not possible. Okay. Are they doing it healthy? No. Like we're not talking like these people are grinding. They're hustling. They're going to get it. Okay. Do I suggest it's for everybody? No, but don't bitch when they're like sitting at millions and, you know, don't have to do it anymore. Or because, oh my, you know, their kid got through college for free and you have to pay for it. Like, Dude, realize what some some people, not everybody, some people are doing to make their dreams and their goals accomplished. I mean, uh, it's one of my biggest passions. I, I get so 
I, I get into it with my wife all the time. Like, like there's people out there grinding for what they believe in all the time. And, you know, I, I support it like crazy. So you, you, you have an extra, you know, spot in your heart for those people that really want to work their ass off to, to make a better life, to get a better life. And because we've been there, you know, we, oh, yeah. we hustle and we try to do what we can to make extra money. So last week, one of the best people I know came up to, to see the place and went and saw Caitlin's place, Steve. Oh, yeah, Steve. Hey, Steve. So, so thanks for the ice cream. Nick knows Steve because <laughs> uh, the year Nick coached with me, we went and met Steve down in Plainwell after one of our games, and he took us the entire team to ice cream. Yeah. And uh, he, he said, he goes, yeah, I remember Nick. He, he was a nice guy. And I said, yeah, that's the wrong guy. <laughs> got me confused. You got me so, confused, my friend. Him and I were talking, and of course, you know, Steve's a small business owner. He owns his own construction company, and, you know, he's basically retiring, handing it off to his son. But, you know, him and I had a conversation the other day. He's like, well, I, I want to make like 8% on my money, but I don't want it to be risked in any way. And I said, well, there, there is the problem. Yeah. So, and of course, Steve's one of those guys that, you know, he's seen me through all of my issues. And, you know, he's had his own, he invested with a guy that, you know, if, if the guy would have made smart investments, Steve would probably be worth a couple million dollars today. Yep. But instead he basically ran a Ponzi scheme and Steve lost hundreds of thousands of dollars, which brings us to, if you're working really, really hard for your money, even if you're not, yeah, you really got to trust whoever you're talking to. Yeah, I mean, I say you do have to, I mean, trust, trust is a big thing, right? But like with money, you shouldn't, my opinion is, right? Technically, you should have enough stuff otherwise, otherwise that you have control on that you don't need to trust people. Like, you know, I, my, my grandparents and my mom kind of went through the same thing. Yeah. It was like, you know, hey, give us your money and we'll invest it the correct way. And it's like, no, you never give people that much control. Like, oh, hey, we'll set it and forget it, right? Like, we talk about things. Oh, yeah. But, like, dude, when you're talking about your life and, like, your – like, okay, so I have 50 bucks right now. I'll just hand you and if I don't see it ever again, whatever. But, like, when we're talking about, like, really your life, <laughs> no, you need to be hands-on 100% control. Like, I mean, well, see, this is where people get stuck. So, Lauren stopped by the other day to drop off some stuff. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, even though, you know, the guys gave me a hard time, I had a lot of fun, you know, meeting with you guys. He goes, I just don't care about money all that much. As long as I can do what I want to do, I'm happy. So I don't look at investments. And I'm, I'm like, you know, everybody has their passion. That's great. Sure. But at the end of the day, you have to take some kind of accountability in that because like you just said, it's our passion. We love it. So we're always looking at our investments. We're always looking at, you know, friends or relatives investments to say, here's what we might do. Here's what, you know, might be a good idea for you, but you run into the, these people that that I guess too trusting would be one of the things, you know, I, I go ahead. No, I say, you know, I think like a lot of the things we, we find people comfort, right. And people say comfort kills, right. Like we talk about myself. I mean, I'm comfortable I don't, I don't grind as much and try to find places as much as I used to. Like, I don't, you know, I, I, I watch people on podcasts and like, we're just talking about it, like $300 million net worth. Like 
God, you know, my mind, I'm sitting here going, you know what that would take? Just an astronomical, like, yeah, you know what, what I have isn't, I, I get to see my family. I get to do these random things. So um, you, you have to understand what you're giving up. And that's, that's a really hard thing. Um, and, and so what I want to do is try to teach people, Hey, if you give this little bit, this is what you're going to get returned. Right. So I guess like what we always try to teach people is, okay, Hey, look, you know, somebody's going to hire you for 15 bucks an hour. Right. Even if you, you know, you go to a side job, 15 bucks. Okay. So you traded one hour. Okay. And now let's say what we try to do is teach you, Hey, you know what, you can trade that, that $15 for an hour. Now, if you just did nothing like for a whole hour, like wasted your life, like played board games that you already have paid off or whatever it is like, but you invested and you have seven cents in that hour that you actually made, dude. Like, okay, we talk about it all the time. Like the next year, when you come around to that, you're gonna that hour is gonna be worth 20 cents. I mean, we're not talking about hitting 15 bucks an hour overnight, like, but there's a point where where we come from, like investing is like such a long-term thing where eventually you'll be making 15 bucks an hour every damn hour, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Doesn't matter if it's a holiday, like the whole point is right. I mean. Again, if you make a penny, that's more than you made not making a penny. If you made 10 cents, if you made a dollar, anything, every day. Say when we talk about investing in 3% for uh, for our 15,000 bucks, it's like, okay, that's $36 a month or whatever it is. Uh, Roughly, yeah. Something like that, but that's a dollar a day, right? Well, you know, and one of the things I kind of equate this to, not much of a smell to this one, hang on. Okay. A uh, tastes like Polish beer. Anyways, uh, one of the things I kind of equate this to is so I was never big on gambling. Okay, sure. Like I like sports gambling because I feel there's some kind of odds to that. Whereas you know my wife loves to play the slots. Sure. And she loves penny slots because you don't have to put that much money in and you can win some money. Sure. So first time I went to the casino with my wife, you know, I hit on like, I don't know, 80 bucks. You know, I, I, I put in 40 cents or something and sure. I got 80 bucks back and she goes, cash it out. And I'm like, okay, why? She goes, cause you know, you're leaving with 80 bucks if you cash it out. And I'm like, okay, well that makes sense to me. That's, that's what you're doing when you're investing in a safe type of investment. You're going, okay, I hit something here yep. and I'm going to cash that out right now. And I know I, at worst, I have this. Yep. So, you know, if, if you're getting 3% at your credit union or your bank, or, you know, if, if you're putting a little extra time and in, in, you pick up brush. If you've watched any of our episodes, we started the the whole thing out back in April, May, whenever it was. Yeah. Nick's like, yeah, somebody said, I need somebody to come pick up my brush. And Nick goes, I'll do that for 20 bucks. Yeah. How many pieces of brush did you pick up? I, I honestly, I, and I think it was like a hundred bucks each time, 150 um, and probably at least 10 piles I yeah. mean, throughout the, the little bit of time. Um, you know, A, I love driving my truck and B, <laughs> B at that price, like, um, I'm definitely going to do it. Well, so. and again, does it take you time? Yeah. Yeah, it takes time. Right. I mean, that's. But. So your, your time value of money is a big thing for us. Yeah. So 
you took time away from your family. You took time away from, you know, bowling or, well, I mean, we weren't bowling back then, you know, yeah. we weren't doing jack shit, but you take time away from something you could be doing that, you know, might be enjoyable yep. to, to make a little bit of money instead, which, you know, Hey, listen, people, we understand it. It sucks to work a lot, yep. but you know, I'm 43 years old. You're what? 30, 32, two. Yeah. We've worked a lot over our lives. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, you listen to your grandparents and stuff from back in the day, right? Oh, I used to get it, you know, go to work sun up to sundown and then do it all over again. And you guys don't know what work is. And that's fine. I don't know what work is, no. right? But like, I know there's people out there that do, right? And they yeah. probably outworked you. There's there's always somebody that's done something worse, had it worse, done better. Like, if, if you want what other people have, like, figure out that Uber guy that's driving illegally 22 hours. I mean, it's, it's legal, but like, you know, he's so tired. You know, we were in, we talked to a bunch of them while we were in New York and it's like, man, they're just exhausted, right? They're, yep. working, they're working 18 hour days. And this is, and they're like, sometimes we're 20, I'm like, holy crap. Like, you know, but they're, they're like, yeah, you know, I just want my kid to get through school. I want my kid to have a better, like they have this want, right? Like, I think that's the biggest thing. Have a want, right? Um, my goal is, and we say it all the time, my goal is to do what I want when I want. So I want to spend time with my kid. I know that in order to do that, I have to sacrifice a little bit right now to have so much more in return, right? So you're going to love this. So the class I'm currently in, you know, for college, um, one of the things we have to do is, is set a personal plan for this couple, Jane and John Doe. Yeah. And who named them? Yeah, exactly. And they have these specific goals they want. Like, you know, Jack, their son is five. Yeah. And their daughter can you guess? Three. Right, but can you guess her name? Jane. Jill. So Jill's three, so Jack and Jill. Hmm. They want to be able to send them to an Ivy League college, $100,000 a year for four years, each one of them. Yep. Um, and they want to have enough money to retire, and they want to live on 80% of what they have. So you know, you have to sit here and look at their, their financial plan and, and see what recommendations you can make. And I just happen to have it up on the computer here. So I'm going to show Nick and he's going to probably crap himself. Yeah. So Nick, here's their financial statement. Okay. Okay. Month 7.9 million a year. Yeah. Or, or total. Total. Okay. Total with savings investments, you know. Yeah. What they owe? It was seventy-five thousand on on credit cards. Jeez. Yep. And they have a personal line of credit at one hundred twenty-five thousand. Not bad, you know. I mean, this is their income. So. Wow. Okay. Look at what they're left with in a year. Yeah. Say less than fifty thousand bucks. Are you looking at this going, man? I can make like six, seven, eight different changes to their budget. Easily. So, I mean, you know, you people can't see this, obviously, but we're looking at a budget. So in a year, they're paying $40,000 to credit cards. They're paying $18,000 to car loans. Their mortgage payments are sixty grand. Their line of credits are $15,000. Yeah, their, so. their entertainment expenses $40,000 a year. What are they doing? Are they renting out entire theaters every week? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, vacations, all that. Okay, I get it. But still... Yeah. Um, the thing that bothers me, I think the most on this uh -huh. is gasoline for only 6,000. I mean, do you live in New York? I mean, I say 6,000. I think I go through that in like three weeks. <laughs> no, it's like, sure, right? but, uh, you know, so it's, it's, 
everything you look at, there's a way to cut it back. Now it's a matter of do you want to, right? Right. Um, you want to live your life. You want to have fun. I, I think that's the thing we run into the most with people is I don't really want to sacrifice having some fun. I don't want to sacrifice you having fun either. Nope. You know, it's just a matter of finding other things that are fun. So I, Nick has the worst summer of anyone because he's got the pool. Yeah. And let's just say, you know, do you have any idea what the pool runs you a week? Just throw a number out. No, no clue. Month? Uh, no. No. Mm-mm. And you don't want to, do no, you? Exactly. Like, it's it's a refusal. Um, so let's say, you know. Let's say, I don't know. Honestly, we had to figure it out. Like, so shock, 30 bucks. Um, pool bill, like, goes up. I don't know. Let's say monthly, probably. I don't know, let's say 250 bucks, right? Okay. Like, may, may, maybe more. I don't know. I mean, it's a big pool. Like it is. So water bill go like 300, 350 bucks. Let, let's just say 500. It's open for three well, months. Let's say at the end of the season, yes, when all the algae starts building up and so let's say I, 500 bucks for three months, you're $1,500 a summer. Yeah, I say normally, I think normally, so we go for the five, I, I usually budget about three grand for mm-hmm. the entire season, right? Okay, Open, so opening the pool, closing the pool. The chemicals throughout the whole thing. So let's say we're at three grand. And it doesn't include hot dogs. I pay, I pay <laughs> nothing. Yeah, right. And, and I go and I enjoy Nick's pool for free. I bring over some beer. I bring over some hot dogs. We grill, which, you know, for me is cheap entertainment. For Nick, it's expensive. And and Dawn and I have told him before, hey, listen, if you need some money for pool chemicals, let us know. We have no problem chipping in. Yeah. Because mind you, we're using his, his pool all the time. But find... find ways to entertain yourself oh yeah in, in a way that you know you're, you're spending less money well you know okay and so that's a great point right COVID has taught me a lot yeah and uh right because i'm an on-the-go kind of guy like i don't want to be i own a house that i don't want to be at right like i love being at my house i only want to be at my house when i'm entertaining people mm-hmm. and you know th- pe- things people don't know about me right is uh I say I hate to entertain, but I absolutely love it. I <laughs> say um, the the cleanup and all that just sucks. But um, you know, one thing with COVID is like there's so many games and apps that you can download, and like dude, when we played categories just on yeah. Zoom or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, and that wasn't bad. Like now we have. Uh, I was just playing this game the other weekend with friends friends of ours. Uh, let me see if I can find it quick. It's called Psych, I think. Yeah, okay. so. It's like great and like it's kind of like uh that, that things game where like you yeah, you, yeah. you write down the game of things yeah which is you know aka yeah. the penis game yeah i say but you know this is like it comes everybody's username and like all right hey this person would do this and then you just write it you know and everybody types in the cool I like thing that. that's awesome so the cool thing is is like at this point we can't figure out whose handwriting it is like right i mean granted i still don't have any spelling or capital letters but <laughs> say um, and if you played with me, penis would be the answer to everything. Everything, right? And but you, you know, there's just so many things that you right. could be doing for free, and okay, or and or cheap, right? Like, okay, you could drink water at home if you wanted to, yep. and sit in the dark because your phone has light. I, I don't really care, but like, I mean, we can go with a thirty rack of hams for thirteen bucks out the door here in Michigan, probably eleven bucks in any other state without the stupid uh, tax, um, and. You know, so so for a whole night, you're you're doing pretty okay. Like, well, how many times did Mike and Mike make fun of me this summer when I said, "Yeah, I bought a case of Miller Lite." Yeah, which you know, I'm I don't really drink 
mainstream domestic beers. I, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, if I have to, I, I can drink Miller Lite, Coors Light. I, you know, they taste like glorified water. Coors Light. But Coors Light, shout out. I just call them glorified <laughs> water. Isn't that awful? But, I mean, you know, it's it's not my taste. I You know, I like darker beers. I like heavier beers. And, and mind you, those beers come at a, you know, three, four dollar oh, price, price point. Bare minimum. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's for the cheap stuff. Yeah. To say that's, no, you know, and that's. I just happen to be a big fan of Bud Light, right? I mean, and if you can find a cheaper beer that you like, I mean, hit yeah. that and, and and save that money. Paps is a great one. So we talked a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Paps fan. The they were selling Paps for the holidays. Yeah. It was a hundred Paps nope, for like ninety nine. It was ninety. I'm sorry, ninety nine. It was ninety nine Paps for sixty five bucks. Yep, it was it was on special. Yeah, right? special at Myers. So you know. Nine dollars and ninety cents worth of uh, deposit. Right. So seventy-five bucks, and you're out the door. And, and with ninety-nine beers, yeah. uh, you're less than a dollar a beer. Seventy-five cents. A yeah, beer basically. Yeah. Uh -huh. And you know, I'm not a Paps fan. I mean, I've drank it. Yeah. I've drank it with you. I say a lot of people have drank it with me. <laughs> but you know, you you look at these things. So I, I guess kind of our point here is, you know, we're we're talking about how to make more money, but really everything we're geared towards is how to save more money yeah so that you can put your money where you actually want it to go well you know and i think everybody knows that you can go work more right and mm -hmm. people say oh well i don't have more hours or i'm, I'm doing you have more hours you just don't want to give them correct right? i mean you know and then people are like oh you know there's always an excuse where okay my my one job let's say you work from 6 a.m to 2 p.m okay well the next job doesn't start till five o'clock what am i i don't want to go i don't want to go relax for three hours right that's a, that's a want right right okay do you need more money do you want more money okay if you need it then you're going to go do it if you want it you're going to make the decision i'm already relaxed i'm going to sit down for three hours right like there's there's excuses and then there's action takers right so right before our wedding yeah. Dawn ended up getting two part-time jobs. There you go. But because she had to have, you know, a little bit of time off around the wedding. Yep. For two weeks solid, they were full-time jobs. She worked at the Walmart portrait studio. Yeah. From 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then she worked at a hotel from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. So you had time to sleep between the time you got home, which was about 7.30 until about 9.30 because yep. you had to go to work yep. or maybe 10.30. So three hours. And then you got home in the morning and you had time to sleep and, you know, from 7.30 until about 9.30. Yep. So two hours. So if you're really lucky, you got five hours of sleep a day, which, you know, that doesn't Never happen. Never happens. I said that, that's my college. So life. you get like two and a half hours of sleep. Yep. That, so for two weeks, she was a zombie. That's what most people, so, and that's, my year of college, my I went to CC, a community college for a year, and that was my that was my first year. I, I worked a full time job, working fifty plus hours a week, yep. third shift, and then Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I would go straight to school for. I took twenty four credit hours, right? I went straight to school. Um, you know, had to stay up for like in between my classes because yep. they don't go back to back, and then I go home and I sleep for like three and a half hours, and then get up for work. Um, Tuesdays, I Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'd be able to. I'd work if I didn't work overtime. I'd go home and I'd get about two, two and a half hours of sleep. Um, go to school during the day, go back home, try to catch a two-hour nap, and then get back up. And I did this the whole time. And so, you know, 
I, when people say, Hey, Oh, I'm like, look, I remember literally getting four hours a day if I was lucky. And just because like, but I didn't owe college debt. Like I remember working enough, like in a week or two and paying my college off and going, I was like, so happy. So proud. Like I'm watching people going, Oh yeah, you know, I'm broke. And I'm like, granted, I was tired as shit, but like, I didn't have anything to worry about. Like I was too tired to spend money, you know, in the weekends. I mean, I hung out with my friends and we just sat around like campfires. Campfires was huge for me. Um, I mean, there's, there's we would go my freshman year of college. We would go to playtime billiards. Yeah. And we'd run a table for a couple hours and you're talking, I don't know, six bucks. Yeah. For the whole time. Yeah. For, yeah. you know, well, now, I mean, an hour or so. So, yeah. I mean, you know, between four people, you know, 12 bucks for two hours. Yeah. You're, you're paying $3. We had a blast doing that stuff. I mean, and then we got, you know, a little older and did other yeah, stuff we shouldn't do. But, you know, hey. Alcohol is the expensive <sighs> part of things. It really kind of is. That's why we go for sponsorships uh, like Coors. True story. <laughs> Coors, send us some more, more sponsorships. We will drink them. Yeah. You know, um, we, we, should, we should probably talk about ways that, you know, if people want to make quick money, right? Okay. I want to reiterate. I know we did a full episode on it. But we did. You know what? Okay. If you work any job that's any time of the day okay like you could almost guarantee to get yourself a delivery driver job yep oh but the wear and tear of my vehicle okay the the again you have you have to weigh things out but yeah now you go to the you go to the aspect of all right well i work second shift so i start at two o'clock okay yep, yep. place is open at 10 o'clock and you can be done by 1 30 for the lunch rush and then get over to your job at two right like you're gonna pick a place like Unless you're in the middle of nowhere, right? But like, chances are you're living in a city and you can still be in the middle of nowhere. So one of the guys in the garrison, he's a teacher at Saranac. Yep. Once school got out, which, you know, was really weird this year. Yeah. He went and did, uh, I think it was DoorDash. DoorDash. It doesn't matter. One of the Grubhub. One of those. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he's like. Yeah, I'm basically busy every day from this time to this time. He didn't do it in Saranac. He came to Grand Rapids. Yep. Most well, of you people are going to be close to somewhere you can go do this. But you know, I'm saying that's, you know, and you figure if you okay, let's say again you work you work two to ten. Okay, we well, have from ten o'clock on to go deliver. I mean, yeah. dude, Friday, Saturday, Sundays. I mean, like places. I know a lot of the pizza places by us are definitely still up until two because oh, yeah. you know, they carry beers or, you know, these people are still going to carry it. I know like drunk Nick is like the guy who orders pizza at one thirty, and they're like, Oh, my driver's not here. And I'm like, I got $20 if he drops it off, you know, it's a, and they're like, all right, man, we'll take care of you. Right. Like halftime, I brought I got 20 bucks and a beer. If you drop it off and they're like, Oh, dude, I'll totally be right there. Right. Like, um, I would do that for 20 bucks. Dude, I, I, so when I delivered, when I delivered pizza, I drove, I drove like 15 miles out of the way because every, every week they give, they guarantee me a $20 tip. And I was like 20 bucks. I, heck yeah. That fills the tank for the rest of the night. And I'm, I'm okay with that. So, right. Like if you're looking to make quick cash, right. Quick money, something like that, go get a delivery driver job, right. Jimmy John's, uh, pizza hut, Domino's jets, like yeah. all these name brand places, like, you don't have to do grub up. Like you can get the you can get the yep. the real job, guaranteed money, guaranteed hours. You don't have to you don't have to beat people to, to pushing it. Yep. Um, right. Say, 
right now with the pandemic still going, shift is crazy. Like I know, you know, Meyer, as much as they're they treat my brother like crap, um, they take care of people usually. Like yeah. if you if you know how to work a union, right? Like oh, that's, yeah. that's a company you work for. But like I know right now they're they're in-person shoppers or whatever because they're offering free curbside. Oh yeah. Dude, these people like they're booking like days out, like to pick up groceries. So they're hiring. And honestly, if you were like, hey, I can only work for three hours, they'd be like, cool, get your ass in here, work for three hours and get out. Like and they're going to be like, we'll work with your schedule. I mean, they'll give you 15 hours. Mm-hmm. And, oh, hey, I have every Sunday off. You'll be working a 10-hour shift. <laughs> like, you have 25 extra hours right there. Three hours a day. You know, it's just like money, right? Yep. Even if you did an hour a day, that's seven hours. Like, one hour doesn't add up, but seven hours adds up, right? I mean, it's there, there's so many small little things that are guaranteed, right? You don't have to be that little gig worker where it's yep. like, hey, you go pick up brush. Or um, you know, I, hire, I hire these people all the time. Um, team figure it out shout out to them right like team figure it out there they i do i do clean outs on my flips and stuff like that and i'm like hey go in and trash the whole place out tenant moves out trash the whole place out like grab everything mm-hmm. and they go do it like yeah okay i could do it for some of the price and i'm like you know what i don't have to worry about it i know that my contractor can get right in and just get to work this is it's worth every penny yeah. um you know so you can, you can go online and make more money by quoting gigs and stuff like that. But you, know, you take the chance of like, they're not going to like your quote, right? right? So you're wasting, you're wasting time. And, but the chances are, let's say if you do 50, so I just paid 600 bucks one time, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, they took, I don't know, two and a half hours to do it, right? It's great money. Okay. So it's better than you're going to make at Walmart or Meyer or whatever it is. But, you know, there's another time where it's like they quoted, 250 bucks and i was like i had somebody else i could do it for 200 so i have to like do what's the best interest for my pocketbook and my customer and stuff like that and you know and i always offer hey will you do it for this price this is what i have um because you know multiple people hit me up hey i need some money hey i need some money hey what do you got and i'm like cool and i'll just throw it out there like hey this is the job bid it up (laughs) right and like if you want it go bid it if not like you'll see what the hungry people are right well i mean you know so there's a guy that Stands on 68th Street and, and the highway. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, we're running into this a lot more in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years in, in Grand Rapids than we have before. Yeah. And, you know, he holds a sign and says, hey, we'll work for money or food. Yep. Because he wants to work. And, and Dawn's hired him a few times. Monday, she had him come and help move most of the rest of the stuff of the business over. Yep. And she ended up cutting herself really bad on, on a window that they were moving. And they get back here and he's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to make sure, you know, she's all right. And, you know, she needs to do a teardown over there. And I told her I used to construction. I can come help with construction. Perfect. And she ended up paying him 40 bucks for the day. Yeah. He worked, I don't know, two, two and a half hours. Sure. And she gave him 40 because she only had 20s. And I told her, I'm like, buy this man lunch. So she went to buy him lunch and he goes, I'm sorry, I can't take lunch. And she goes, all right, well, why? I might have to go to the bathroom. Nobody will let me use the bathroom. Hmm. So I don't need all day. Figure it out at night. Yeah. And mind you, he's living in that homeless camp down uh, yeah. Where are they doing that? Like Riverside Park or something? Uh, yeah, say the right over there by the Smoky Bones. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Or 
don't know. Uh, wherever Barbecue it is. Barbecue Joe's, yeah. So the, the downtown market there. Yeah. yeah. So and, and I mean, you know, it, it it sucks. But this man is such a hard worker. Yeah. He's just falling on bad luck. And you know, I, I talked to Angela, my my therapist, about this one day, and she goes, you know, you have to be careful. A lot of those people they have they have mental issues, which is why they're homeless. Yep. Yeah, totally. This man doesn't have mental issues. Sure. He just has fallen on bad luck. I Nick and I talked about it, you know, one time. Might have been on camera. I don't know. He never believed in credit, so he doesn't have any credit. Yep. So it's hard to get a job if you have no credit. It's hard to get a loan for a car if you have no credit. You have to have credit to to show some kind of stability, yep. which is stupid as hell. But that's the society we live in. And, you know, other other countries look at us and they're like, this is so stupid. Yeah. But I mean, they do that with healthcare too. Well, you know, I was just listening to a podcast before I got uh -huh. on here and the guy was talking about how he had a, he had a pro, he had a piece of land that was worth 38 million bucks. Okay. okay. Just vacant land. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to get a loan on it. I don't know. Three to 4 million bucks is what he kept saying. He's like, I can't get anybody to give me a loan. Well, because it's a non, um, you know, it doesn't show any profit. It, right. It, it's not. It's not a good asset, technically. I mean. Right. And but I guess if it's worth thirty-eight million, the, the idea is you can get a bank that's going to loan you on that. Like, I mean, he's like, oh, it's it's about you know, it's it's okay for commercial, and I'm a year and a half out from doing plans, and you know, so I don't take what he says to be completely true because really, at thirty-eight million for value, even if you valued a bank valued at half, right? Yeah. Um, they'd give you they'd give you three million bucks on it um i mean if they for if you foreclose on it if it's actual profit like so if you have to go get it appraised and go get it done all that like to get three million it's worth that little amount of money so oh yeah um you know i, I think parts of his stories are kind of full of crap but that, that's the whole thing is like you have to show value you have to show, like non-performing assets don't get you anything and if you're a non-performing asset as a person who has literally like you're not performing. You're not showing income. You're not showing outgoing. <laughs> like you're, you're showing nothing like then you are not lendable. And that sucks. I'm watching one of my favorite eighties movies the other day. Cobra Kai. It was not, that's not a movie. Oh, it's a show. It is. I say crocodile Dundee too. You call that a knife. Love that movie. So at one point, now that's a knife. They're in Australia. <laughs> of course. And what the hell's her Sue? Sue asks Mick, yep. well, how, how big is Mick's place? He's like, eh, it's basically a hobby farm. It's, you know, you can walk in three, four days. Yeah. And she goes, you can walk New York State in two days. He goes, yeah, but it's basically marshland and, and swamps. Yeah. So that's the point. I, he's got all this land, but it's not really worth money. Yep. And I mean, he showed, yeah, it's got some gold. So, I mean, that, that makes it worth a little bit of money. But, you know, <laughs> Ron Swanson is just damn right. Well, he has money buried all over Pawnee. We just need to find Pawnee. But, I mean, you know, in all honesty, you sit there and you look at it and you're like, you know, people ask this all the time. What What is this worth? So, Nick's got some baseball autographs. Uh, who's your favorite baseball autograph you got? Oh, um, Jimmy Smokes. Okay. Uh, I say honestly, as bad as bad as that sounds, like of all the things I own, 
I, I really, I think Jimmy Smokes is where it's at. <laughs> so Jim, Jim Leland, for you guys, I don't know. So he was a coach of the Tigers for and, a while. And he smokes like 800 cigarettes yeah. a minute. Yeah, let's say just the, so, man, the man's man. <laughs> I, I got to figure Jim Leland autograph goes for, I don't know, 50 bucks. Yeah, maybe. Ish. Yeah. So here's the deal on, on anything that you own. Your autograph for Jim Leland, I say is worth $50. Yeah. But, you know, Johnny down the road might say, I would pay 75 for that. And then Billy over here might say, well, you know, I'd pay 95 for that. It's literally anything you own is worth whatever somebody is willing to pay for. Yeah. So this is, this is a true story. Okay. And, uh, you know, when you always start out like that, people think it's not. But I said, I don't want to sit up here and prove, pull out my phone and prove it. Okay. So I'm working at Gentex. Guy brings me a card and he's like, I'm going to sell it on eBay. Gets a red, I don't know, one of the colors. One of 10 or one of five. I forget, so, of uh, Patrick Mahomes' rookie cards oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. signed, okay? Like, this isn't – and he goes, I, I got free packs because I bought a box, and, and I got this card. And uh, he goes, you know, it was – like, this is first when he's starting type thing. Yep, like, yep. all right, he goes, yeah, I don't know. I watched it go from 100 bucks. Now it's, like, three, whatever. So I was like, I'll do it. I'll, I'll list it for you. You got it for free. It's whatever. Okay. So I list the card, Okay. It ends, it's 400 and something bucks for like the most it's ever sold is like, and so we beat the most sold by like 50 bucks. Well, when it actually sold, we beat, we won, we sold it for a hundred bucks more than what like the, and I was like, ah, highest bidder is going to like, they're going to turn because, uh, you know, I, I think it's just a fake bid. It blows this thing out of the water. And he's like, eh, dude ends up paying. And I was like, all right, I was wrong. Like dude paid, you know? So. All right. And then throughout the two years or whatever it's been, this guy's been sending me stuff. Um, we just looked it up and officially that exact card, the one of five or one of 10, uh, one just sold for $50,000. Oh, yeah. And I, I texted him and as an asshole move. And I said, Hey, how does it feel to know that half of your house is paid for with one card, but you sold it for 500 bucks? Yeah. And he goes, You know, hey, you know, he goes, you Take the risk. He goes, I, He goes, I made 500 bucks on zero dollars. Yeah, somebody else made, you know, he goes, the amount of times that that thing probably sold, right? So, again, exactly what you said. So, the person that bought it for 500, okay, yep. chances are it got to 1500 and they were happy to like triple their money. The next person, you know, probably sold it for 2500 And like, you, you get nervous, like, yeah. how much, you know, because if he loses, it tanks. If, when he wins the Super Bowl, that's when it blows up, right? Like, oh, absolutely. it's guaranteed. But, like, you know, you guarantee that it's sold, traded so many times. You have the one out of 10, right? One. Probably held it and was like, I'm risking it all. Yep. The other ones are like, or he won, you know, he won the the, the championship game, you know, or he won and just Super Bowl MVP. Like, well, yeah, yeah. so all of it before, like even, yeah. even that, like, oh, he, he won the first playoff game. He yeah, won the, yeah. the second. Oh, yeah. And so like the value keeps going up. And then it's like, all right, you get to the Super Bowl and it's like, all right, if he loses, I am done. If he wins, I am rich, right? Like, and you see it trades. But so the idea is, is really like, at one point, that card value was 500 bucks. Technically, it was even lower than that, like probably 50 at one point. And now it's 50,000 bucks. Like, the, it's it's insane. I I can't believe how much it just keeps going up. Like, 
I can't believe it. Well, you know, that's that's one of the things we look at. So, I mean, autographs are, are a hobby of mine. So, you know, I, I buy a lot of autographs. I go to a lot of conventions where I can buy autographs, sports, celebrities, you name it. So I drove down to Indiana one year to see Carrie Fisher. Yep. Because when I was a kid, I was in love with Princess Leia. And yep. I wanted to get an autograph of Carrie Fisher. Yep. Like I had some, but I never got to meet her. So we went and we met her and she was wonderful, just wonderful. And a couple years later, she was doing another convention that we were going to. And I'm like, you know, I'd really like to get a picture with Carrie and I, I want to get another autograph. And Don's like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. So we go and we get the autograph and she's talking to us and she's just wonderful again. And then we go get a picture and it's my profile picture on Facebook. I mean, right now, if you look me up, it's Carrie Fisher and her dog. And uh, four months later, she was dead. I paid $60 for that autograph. Yeah. You know, I can't find one for less than 450 right now. Really? Yeah. So I knew a guy that was selling one. Mind you, I, I have... At least three Carrie Fishers. Yep. This one said, to David with love. Okay. And he goes, I need like 450 And I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. Sorry. I can do four. And he goes, I can't go that low. Sorry. And I'm like, all right, well, then I got to walk away. Mind you, my wife found out that I said $400. And she goes, you better be selling one of those other Carrie Fishers for that. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I'm sorry, it said to David with love. I mean, who doesn't want that? Right. It's a, that's... And I walked away because for me, it was worth $400. Yeah. For that guy, he wanted $450. His name was David, too. Yeah. And he was happy to not take less than what he decided it was worth. And I was happy not to pay more than what I thought it was worth. Yeah. And that's, I mean, right, like, like how many David, I mean, there's millions of Davids, but still, like, how many are in the Star Trek? I mean, Star Wars. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I say it's uh, when you come to that, it, it's really just it's what it is, right? What, yeah. what is somebody willing to pay you, right? Um, and you'll catch people at certain times where it's yeah. like, you know, I've bought in houses from people who are going through divorce, right? Oh, yeah, okay. What are they willing? What am I willing to pay? Not as much as I was as if the house was up to date or like, you know, yeah. like up to date and you guys were current on your mortgage and. I didn't have to come up with money in three days, right? <laughs> like, I mean, okay, so, yeah, you know, people are, oh, you take advantage. No, like, I help you out of the situation. Right. You know how hard it is to rent a place with a foreclosure on your on your uh, background, right? Like, or a bankruptcy or, you know, an eviction. Like, I tell people this all the time. Like, I'm if you want help, here's my offer. If not, see it. Like, yeah. no harm, no foul, right? Like, well, that's that's one of the things. So, we're we're – we're going off on tangents here because we are. That's kind of what we do. But so we're talking about you know ways to make more money now. Yep. So I, Nick is, I think, a really good example of this. So Nick's young and and he's in a house in Granville and Roman Jennison. When you were younger? Oh, no, younger than I am now. Yeah, yeah. That's hard. So you were in a house in Granville. Yeah. And you bought a duplex and you said to your wife, hey, if we move into the duplex, we can rent the house out for this. Yeah. And I know a lot of people would have said, screw, I'm not moving to a duplex. I'm going to stay in this house because I don't have anybody right next to me and I don't have to deal with any of the BS and neighbors. And, you know, these are the choices you have in life. I, we're, we're always confronted with choices. 
could you make more off of the duplex or the house? You can make more off the house. Yeah. So you said, ah, she's okay with moving to the duplex. Let's do that. We'll make more money on the house. And he wouldn't lived in the duplex. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's granted. I mean, looking back, I'm glad I did it, but. Like I never had neighbors. I mean, yeah. we had neighbors, but like in a house, but like I never had a person stomping above me. Like, yeah. I had friends that lived in apartments, but I don't know. We were probably the loud ones yelling from downstairs, upstairs. I mean, we were those annoying kids that were playing football in the house, and right? Making the noise, like we, you know. Um, so getting my wife to move, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand it, you know. So, um, and when I looked at space, it was like I don't need it, and. You know, what most people don't understand is, okay, so I had, I had five bedrooms, two bathrooms, okay? And I moved to two bedroom, one bathroom. I went from, I don't know, 2,300 square feet to 900 square yeah, feet, yeah. okay? And people are like, well, how? And I was like, okay, so I have a, I have a barn or a pole barn or a mezzanine. Mm -hmm. I have a garage that has a mezzanine. And I told the tenant when they moved in, I said, look, my only rule is I'm going to store all my stuff up in the mezzanine. And they're like... Okay. So like the only spot they didn't have for storage was the spot. And I was like, because I'm not going to go get a storage unit for my stuff. Right. I was like, this is free. I was like, you know, and you know, I, I was young and stupid and didn't know that I could have gotten way more in rent and stuff like that. But still like, I was like, I'm not paying for a storage. Like you're going like, to, that's my only stipulation. Yep. You can, you can have five bedrooms, two bathrooms for a crap, you know, dirt cheap price and I'll leave, but I get that for storage. And if, if that wouldn't have happened, I would have done it the opposite way. Or like if I didn't have somebody that would have yep. said, so, right, I gave somebody what they wanted. They gave me what I wanted. Like, so you have to come to compromise on a lot of things. And, you know, when it comes to money and how to make it, it's really those types. Like, we talk about that. Like, okay, so if you're renting, I mean, don't sublease. Don't sublease. Don't sublease. Um, but, you know, if you, if you are an owner already, right, if you own your house, just think about it. Like, is it just you and your wife? Is it just you, you, some buddies? You know, I have a, I have a buddy who he, he had a friend move in with him five years ago or something like that into his house. Cause you know, he was getting, he's just a little older and he's like, all right, time to buy a house, do the adult damn thing. Right. So he bought a house. One of his buddies like, Hey man, can I come crash? And yep. So he lived there for five years. Well, my buddy ended up going to get married, going to get, another, he bought another house. Right. And for a while, like live. And so now he's like, all right, well, my buddy's in my house and that, that's what's going to happen. So like, if you're one of those people, mm -hmm. you're just like, Hey, rent out that other room because you're not using that space. <laughs> like, I mean, you can use 90% of your house and your buddy's just going to rent one little spot of it. Right. Right. I mean, you can rent out the smallest room. There's going to be somebody that's going to give you some type of value for it. Like you don't have to follow the same fair housing stuff when you rent it in your own personal, because you get to protect yourself a little bit yep. more. Well, and you look at it. So every everything we're talking about. So you, you want to make more money. Mm -hmm. There's obviously different ways you can do that, and and that's one. Run out of room, yep. or you know, rent out your services. You know, I, I don't mind doing manual labor. I'll go pick up all your brush, and it'll cost you you know fifty bucks or whatever it is. Or you know, you need those trees chopped down. I'll go. I'll go bring my chainsaw over. I'll yep. chop those tree downs. I'll chop them up for you and, you know, get rid of them for a hundred bucks a tree or, you know, whatever. Yep. I, we had a tree cut down. It cost me like $500. Yep. 
you know, if, if you're like, hey, I can take that tree down, it'll cost you a hundred bucks. I would have said, here you go, have have at it. Yeah. Because there are all these things that you can do. You know, we we got a hold of a plumber to, you know, snake the lines. Yep. We want all the lines clean. So he comes over and he does that. And then the uh, one of the sinks he did, it was still kind of stopping up and stuff. So I knew I had 30 days on it. So I called him at like the 29th day and I'm like, yeah, can you come over and look at this again? So he comes over and he looks at it and he goes, yep, it's going to take me a little bit. I'm like, okay. Like an hour later, he goes, yeah, I replaced this. I replaced this. I replaced this. No charge for you. I'm like, there you go. all right, great. Yeah. But I mean, mind you, I, I tipped him like 25% on the first job because he was there longer than I expected him to be there. And he did a really good job and he had no problem coming back to do this. So, I mean, you, you sit there and you look at it and you're like, okay, well, he did extra work for free, technically for free. Yep. But how many times does he go to someplace and it takes less time than he thought yep. and he made a little bit more? So, I mean, you, you look at the, the things that you can do. So, you know, sometimes I'll go train a hitter because, you know, I'm a softball coach, so I can work with a hitter and I'll charge, you know, 20 bucks. Yep. And for me, you know, sitting out there for twenty dollars for an hour throwing balls—that's that's fine. I do you that enjoy for free. What you do, yeah, right. I like it. So, I, and that's one of the things you look at. So, we have this business here, and somebody said, "Well, it'll be great someday. You know, you can ju- you guys can just pay somebody to do it." Could yep. My wife likes this. For now. She has fun doing this. Yep. So as long as she has fun doing this, I'll let her do it. What is today? Is today Powerball or Mega Millions? Uh, I don't know. Yesterday was one. Uh, I think today's Powerball. Okay. So we we had tickets to Mega Millions. We had tickets to Powerball. We'll keep buying them because it's, you know, like a billion Somebody dollars. Hit? No. What? Nobody hit. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you just got to keep buying at this point. Yeah. So, so I, got, I got four and six dollars into it. So Dawn and I are talking the other day and, I, and she's like, well, if we won, what would you do? I'm like, I'd pay off the houses. And then I think I'd pay my friend Jenna to make me a Wookiee. And then uh, I'd take a trip. And I'm like, no, I wouldn't. She goes, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm not getting on a plane for the next eight months. Yeah. <laughs> but in eight months, I'm going to take a trip. Well, say, and that's, you know, I had this conversation, say, more tangents, but right, like we talked about windfalls. Yeah. And I said, I said, you know, if I win that 800 million bucks, like my life is screwed, right? And people are yeah. like, like, no, it's not. And I was like, look, I own enough places to where every tenant, once they found out that I owned, that I won, dude, it's going to look like liar, liar with the bathroom scene where he's, what are you doing? I'm kicking my own head. Like these people are going to fall over everything. Like, you can't win. No, you like, you can't win and your wife can't win. Right. I officially have to like sell everything, get rid of who I am as a yeah, person yeah. and reinvent like. You have to trust somebody to win for you. Nick, I will win for you. I'm I'm gonna win. It'll cost you, I don't know, a finder's fee. No, I don't need to ten percent would be great. Uh, I'll win. I'll win, but I just have to sell everything ahead of time. Like I'll, at that point, like you have enough money to give yeah, it away. Well, you but can like, sit there and, and wait what like a year or two. Yeah. So like I mean, and with the market right now, I can get it. But like even at that, like if I gave it away, let's say. Yep. Just gave it away. And like, I have to clear myself. Like, I have to take so much time, like, while holding this ticket. Like, I, it, yep. you can't just turn it in and, like, not claim it. Like, 
So I, I had to figure all this out. And so it's just, it's insane. Like I would, I mean, yes, I'd love to win, but like the idea is like, I would hate my life for those X amount of time. I'm I, fine. Cause I don't have anything I have to get rid of. Yeah. I mean, until you realize that I'm going to your mom and saying, Hey, you gotta go ahead and fall over something. David, David left it out. You just don't know it. What? What do you leave? She, she knows I would do anything she needs. Yep. Now, you would be fine too. Oh, yes, hey, my we, my pool would not be touched by me once. No, it, That's it literally fact, folks. You know how you guys it, heard it here. You know how it would get clean. Somebody would come over and lick that some bitch clean. Yeah, let's say I don't know what his name is or her name is, but uh, they would do that. All I know is that company is doing this. Yeah. I, we wouldn't have you know just the little banner here. We would buy that full size banner, have a full studio. Every day we'd be doing our live stream from on top of a freaking. Uh, uh, what is the billboard? Yeah, right? we'd be sitting yeah. on the billboard. Oh, yeah, this is us. And we, we have a small we'd version. Eating, <laughs> we'd be eating gourmet food, hot uh, dogs. Oh, and fancy, <laughs> fancy so beers. many hot dogs, fancy beers. But and, like, oh, yeah, but let's say you know, but we would hire, I mean, we'd hire people, um, you know, at that point. So the idea is, is right, like, think about that as a side little hustle, okay? Yeah. So, like, if you find yourself lucky in any way, like. Put together a little portfolio of like things I've won in my life. I've won X amount of 50-50s. Oh my gosh. Like, okay, this is how my mind works, right? Yep. Like I'm already doing this for you people. Okay. So go out there, right? Say, hey, I've won this many 50-50s. I, I always get picked for, you know, whatever. If I if I, I throw the ball at the carnival game, I, I land in the one of cup. Like show all these like proof things that you're lucky. Post it out there that you'll go buy people's tickets for them for, you know, 10% to have that luck on their side. So, right. If they buy a hundred dollars worth of tickets, you make 10 bucks just to stand in line and see if you can get clients. Like, I don't know if this is illegal or what's going on with it, but like look into it, find, sell your luck. Like who cares? So people don't want to go to the store. I'm watching big bang theory one day. Yeah. And one of the things they did were they, they were paying people to stand in line for them. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. Of course. Oh yeah. When the iPhones come out and stuff, yeah, people oh, don't yeah. want to stand in line. You know, I would stand in line for money. I stand in line right now for no money. Yeah, there, there was an app. There was an app. I, I seen a thing in New York. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, even in New York. Okay, so you can sell your parking spot. Yeah. Okay, so people like if you're in a really big area where you can sell your parking lot, just wake up, right? Keep moving your car, or like go buy a bunch of cars and then just park them, and then just sell your spots for the price of the cars, <laughs> you know, buy these beaters, right. For like a hundred bucks, go park them. Um, somebody's going to call the tow company and be like, Nope, they can buy my spot. Right. Yeah. And then make sure that you can park them in the stat in the stacks. And then, so just buy a, a, find an abandoned place that if somebody goes and steals the car out of the, out of the, the field, who cares? But every night, just make sure your car's parked somewhere and make a bunch of money. I mean, when you think about things like, yes, you have to work at things, but man, you can make money doing anything. There's tutoring right now. Like tutoring is huge online. So traffic in LA is always horrible. It's yeah. There's a carpool lane. Be the carpool buddy. Yeah. No shit. Holy hey, crap. I'll ride in the carpool lane with you. You pay me $10. Yeah. Like I hope anybody that's listening, you probably just heard it in my voice, but like watching my eyes lit yeah. up when David yeah. said, I was like, I got the idea. <laughs> like, this is amazing, dude. Like, yeah, all you do is just ride with somebody and tell them, like, hey, I want 10 bucks and beef and cheese. Yeah. Like, yeah, say, I'll eat what you want for 20. I'll eat beef and cheese for 10. <laughs> like, dude, say, 
you know, make your life happy yeah. at the same time. There, there are so many things you can do. Yeah. I, when, when we're looking at making extra money, you, you just honestly have to kind of think out of the box, you know, what do I not mind doing that? I know I'm going to spend a little bit on and somebody's going to pay me a little bit for that. You know, Nick always makes fun of me because I do surveys. Yeah. So I'll, I'll spend 10 minutes doing a 50 cent survey. Yep. But what I tell you a couple of weeks ago, I made like $1,800 last year on surveys. I got a phone call right before I came here trying to qualify me for a $350 survey, which mind you, I didn't qualify, which pissed me off. And it was only a Visa gift card, but still $350. You can buy a lot with Visa. Ask me how many hours of work $350 was going to cost me. How many hours of two? Wow, two hours. Okay, I'm send them to me. See if I can qualify. Um, you know, I I get to a point, and I'm looking around here, and there's just there's things, there's things you can sell. I mean, okay, we shouldn't sell the fire extinguisher, but I know I would pay you fifty bucks if it's up to date, so I don't have to go pay a hundred bucks to get it in my in my. I might actually come just steal yours every time I have inspections on mine. Um, if you're watching and you're a city inspector, and said no. <laughs> Like we're just gonna get on opposite years of right. when they have to get inspected. And I'm just gonna I'll bring years in mind. Um no, like it's there's so many things you can do. Like that's I wish we could do a full entire like episode of just our brains working on like that's kind of this episode. Stupid ideas. No, like just so many stupid like look around your house right now. Like if you're a single person and you're extremely broke, right? Okay, I'm gonna say this again. If you're the if you're extremely broke as a single person. Look into your silverware drawer and see if you have more than one fork, knife, and spoon. Because guess what? Sell all the rest of it and eat off of that and clean it every time. If yep. you're th- if you're that broke, like right, I want you to like think so extreme. Be that hungry. I mean, so th- this is a great point. Yeah. So I'm talking to my therapist, Angela, today. The rapist. Yeah. For three hundred and. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Don and I had a fight last week. And she's like, well, what'd you have a fight about? I'm like, same fight we always have. She goes, you don't do shit around the house. And I go, I, I said, Angela, I was pissed. I said, listen, you're never fucking home. You wouldn't know what I do. Yeah. And that just started a huge fight, which mind you, I can tell this story because my wife is never going to watch this. Factual statement. And your wife isn't going to watch this to tell her because that's her MO. So I, I, I argue with her about this and Angela goes, well, are you at a point in your life where you could just pay somebody to come in and and do the stuff you don't want to do? I'm like, sure. She goes, why don't you do that? I'm like, because my wife won't let me. She goes, what do you mean she won't let you? I'm like, she'll complain and it'll be a huge fight because if we got somebody to come in and do the stuff that she says I'm not doing, I would have to do it before she got there. And and that's just not going to happen. Oh yeah, I say it, you know I get that all the time, right? I want you to want to do it. No, I don't no. want to do it. There's no part of I don't want to have this fight. I don't want to do. It. No, I like. It's the thought that counts. Okay, here's the thought. I thought about how I wanted to live life, and you came and ruined it. No, I love my wife. Everybody that's still watching and listening. Here's the question. It's Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Do you want to clean the table or watch the football game? I had to look to see my wife was here. No, say right. Like I'm drinking beer and watching football. This is what's happening. Do, do you want to do the dishes or play Tecmo Super Bowl? 
I want to play Tecmo Super Bowl. So, I mean, we have these choices in life. Correct. I mean, if, if my wife's not there, I'm going to do some of the things, but I'm not going to do all of them. I said to her at one point, I'm like, listen, when's the last time you vacuumed? She goes, I don't vacuum. I'm like, yeah, well, I do. Yeah. And she goes, well, that's not important to me. And I'm like, so again, I vacuum. My, uh, you know, so this is, we go back to my brother, right? So single guy lives in, lives in a house. Um, for Christmas, he got paper plates, plastic cups and stuff like that, right? Like, oh, yeah. Food. So he doesn't. He might be the guy who I said owns one fork, one whatever. If you want to come over, it's plastic, like because he throws it all away. He has no trash. Um, he has a cleaner come over like once a week, and he doesn't. He's never home, right? He's constantly working. So like, and they're like, "Yep, just go clean the bathroom, make sure the toilet paper." Like, he doesn't refill his own toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Look, if it's like less than half of a roll of toilet paper, make sure it gets clean or taken care of. Tape the two together." <laughs> like, I mean, it just he doesn't do any part of it. And he's like, I'm happy. I'm content. And I was like, you know, I, I called him out. I was like, you got to mow your lawn. He goes, uh, I'll, I'll hire some kid on the street. And I was like, all right, well, you better do it quick because uh, I'm not paying this fine. <laughs> you know, but if you want a specific lifestyle, figure out what it takes and go do it. And if you're that person that wants money, figure out that guy who wants the specific lifestyle and go earn it. Right. Like, go clean a house. I mean, people, I hire people to clean my house once in a while when my wife lets me. Um, but you know, I, she, her thing is I want to clean before they get here. So they deep clean. And I'm like, okay, then you just clean it and I'll get it deep cleaned. It never gets to that clean spot. But so when I lived in Rockford, Illinois, mm -hmm. I worked for this guy named Bill, which I mean, technically I worked for George, but Bill was like the intermediary sure. type guy. And Bill had this theory. I don't do dishes. Me neither. So him and I were talking. He's like, here's the deal. If there are dishes that need to be done, I'm throwing them in the trash. I'll just go buy new dishes. Because I'm not doing them. Now, he ended up marrying this girl, really nice girl named Karen. She did dishes. Nice woman named she, Karen. She was a nice Time woman out. named Karen. Name Karen. She she really was. Mm. Her, and real her real name was not Karen. Might not have been. But she was okay doing the dishes. Smart woman. So he basically said, listen, you want to do the dishes? That's great. I'm not doing them. I'll throw them in the fucking trash. Yep. And that's how he lived his life, because he did not care about doing any of that. Yep. He was just like, whatever, I'm I'm not doing that. Yep. So I think this is a good spot to just pause for a minute. Yeah. So we're going to pause and we'll be right back in like, I don't know, you're not even going to notice. So I grabbed another beer here. Ordock Brewing Company's Porter from Marquette, Michigan. I got a buddy who lives up there, Mike Forrester. Oh, hey, Mike. Good guy. Say, uh, Let's, I, and I love a good porter. You know, I say, it's another way to make money, right? I say find find beers for Nick and David that we can't find anywhere else. This is what water wants to be. That's what I want water to be. Uh, exactly. That's like a win-win. So you know, I say we, we've gone off on a lot of tangents and, and we, we love But right, I guess when it comes to making money, 
we can't give you a direct answer because we don't know you as a person, right? We can give you suggestions like we've kind of done online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't, we can't hold your hand or we're not going to, we can give you some money, right? But then we'll, we can do that with everybody and we'll just be broke. Um, you know, but it's really up to you and what you want. I mean, we can do the same thing we always do. We can, we can make suggestions. Yep. And the number one suggestion is the same number one suggestion we literally have for everything in life. Budget. Say <laughs> budget. That way you know what you can or can't spend. Yeah. You have ideas of where you can and can't trim from. So I showed you that that balance sheet of, of the family I have to do the thing on. And you know, you guys can't see it. I'm sorry, but Nick and I are gonna go back to it for a second here. So when we look at this, we know that home insurance, we're probably not going to do any better on. We're, you know, we're probably not going to do any better on property taxes. I mean, they're fixed costs. Home insurance, you can, right? You can, yeah. but the, the, the what are you going to be in? You're going to be in, you know, a little bit different, you know, maybe a little lower, maybe a little higher. Yeah. But for the most part, you're going to be in that ballpark. Property taxes. I mean, yeah, this is the government people. Yes. You, Everybody, you know, and it's funny because everything that we ever mentioned, people are going to fight you on. Yeah. And yes, okay, you can you go get uh, the the government or the city to to reassess and yes. do all that. Sure, you can, right? But, geez, you know, I mean. But at the same time, can you pay off if you're a having cards? They say if you're having to fight. The way I look at it is, if you're having to fight about your property taxes, should you be in that property? And I, I'm like, okay, there's a point where things become ridiculous, but realistically like if you have to fight for that amount of money like it's it usually means it's time for you to get out of the neighborhood because you're over like your house is probably worth way more than you paid for it or you should have gotten approved for that money in the first place like well that's what you have to look at so you know i'm, I'm driving a sixty thousand dollar beamer yeah and i can't afford it why the hell am i driving it because your status looks cool it, it really does look cool because you know i'm riding around in a nice polished awesome looking car but Here's the problem. Steve and I were talking about this the other day. So Steve is, is a collector of classic cars. Sure. So he has this 19, we're going to say 57. I don't, I don't know what year it is. Plymouth, black Plymouth, okay. which is his favorite car. But he used to have like a 62 Ford Mustang. Oh, yeah. And it was teal, 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 mm-hmm. you know. It was gorgeous. And Steve and I are driving the other day and and I said, you know, it hurt me when you sold that vehicle because out of every vehicle I ever saw in my life, that's the one I wanted. He goes, it hurts me that I sold that vehicle. I really wish I had it back. (laughs) But I mean, these are the things you look at. You, You sit there and you go, okay, well, I have these two really nice cars. Do I need them both? And he made the decision, I don't need them both. Yep. So he got rid of one. Well, you know, there, there's so much, you know, there's so much to that, right? Like, you don't know which one of the two is going to make money. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in the day, I mean, I don't know how long ago he sold them, but back in the day, you can't sit here and figure, oh, hey, this is going to be worth. I mean, classic cars, yeah, okay, they're worth something, but... Uh, I mean, there's so many of them that are still not worth anything, right? Again, like, it's it's up to who's going to pay for who's it. Gonna, right, I mean, you know, it's funny because I look at, uh, my brother's redoing a few cars, right? Um, mm-hmm. A 71 Cutlass and a 83 Monte Carlo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's like, oh, hey, this is going to be worth 
25,000. I'm like, I'm not a Monte Carlo fan, right? Like, okay, the, the colors, yeah, like all the yeah, oh, yeah. But, you know, and he's like, oh, that's going to be worth, you know, this. And I'm like, yeah, see, I, I'd only give you, like, I'm the guy who's going to search for that big yep. steal of a deal, right? Um, and so find what you're passionate about and do it. Um, you know, I, I always try to support small and there's, and especially right now, it's so easy for yeah. people and people don't understand it. They're like, no, um, you know, I, I hire people all the time to make drawings of stupid shit. Like mm-hmm. it's not stupid, but like every, I told you, I think we talked about it every time we go to town mm-hmm. and there's an artist, we always get somebody to paint the skyline of Grand Rapids. Right, because I want to see what their interpret, like, even off of a photo, like what their interpretation, how yeah. they do it. Yeah. So we have a quite a few of those, and um, like I, I love like say about photos and stuff mm-hmm. like that or pictures. So I get people to like do this, and so you know, and there's some people who are like, oh, I'll do it for a hundred bucks for the, and I'm like, you're not my person, right? Like I want the person that just like they want to do it because they love it and mm-hmm. they wanted an idea, and then yeah, okay, I'll, I'll get you a few bucks off of it. I have a you've been to my pool. Like there's yeah. that backsplash. Yeah. Like I'm looking for somebody to do a mural that I want mm-hmm. and, uh, and clear coat it and all that. So the last, but I mean, I'll pay for paint. And if you just are bored and you want to make a little bit of money, I'll do it. But no, I'm not, let's <laughs> say I'm not paying thousands of dollars for it. Well, I mean, you look at, again, this goes back to what people are willing to, to pay for. So mm-hmm. you have no idea about star Wars, but let's pretend you do for a minute. Well, I mean, I, I know a little bit more than, I think I know. But you don't know Ahsoka Tano. Sounds like a drink. So Ahsoka Tano is probably the second most important female in Star Wars. Okay. And my daughter and one of her best friends, Anna, love Ahsoka Tano. Okay. So I'm in a Star Wars autograph group and a guy named Victor posts a picture of this pastel he did and in colored pencils and and all sorts of stuff so i'm, I'm going to show it to you right now because it's it's literally just freaking phenomenal and it's of rosario dawson who played ahsoka in mandalorian sure it's a, so show it to our just phenomenal job uh victor gardino did this so you know being in it I, I sent victor a message i said hey uh i need a couple prints of that and he's like yeah that's great i sell them here so he told me where he sells them and i went and i looked and i'm like they're 40 bucks each for print for print that's that's a little high sure but these two love ahsoka tano and i'm like yeah i haven't gotten to go to a con and Shit, almost a year. Yep. The last con I went to was C2E2, which was the end of February. So 11 months ago. Yeah. I can pay that. That's not a big deal. So I took a picture. I shared it with Rosario Dawson, which she loved it. At some point, I'm sure I'll run into her at a con. I'll get it autographed. But these two girls, they have no idea. And they'll never watch this because, you know. Yeah. They're, they're well above our Absolutely. expertise. Absolutely. So uh, they have no idea they got Ahsoka Tano prints coming. And hopefully with signatures someday. Hopefully. And you look at it and you're like, so if I was at a con, I wouldn't pay $40 for this. You'd pay 100 No, I'd pay probably 20 bucks. Oh, really? Yeah, I'd probably pay 20 You know, most artists, when they're at a con, will do, you know, like three for 50 
Sure. Or they might do buy two, get one free, and they might be, you know, 10 bucks a piece. Sure. So, I mean, you, you can run deals and stuff there. That's great. But I don't know if he does shows like that. But, I mean, if he does, he hasn't made any money in a year. Yeah. So, I don't mind throwing him 40 bucks per picture because yep. he, you know, that's amazing work. He's worth it. So, okay, I'll, I'll pay that. Yep. When it's... You know, so what we're trying to get at here is like every field, like we're not professionals in art. I mean, nope. we're not professionals in house cleaning. We're, I mean, okay, yeah, your wife does, has done shipped or whatever. Yep. And I've done Uber, like, you know, so like the, I've done delivery driving. So like, I can't say I'm a professional, but like, I know about it, right? Like I have tenants that are there. I have tenants, like, and that's like, it's this thing that makes me proud and like why I work with some of my tenants, because like I have tenants that are, that are waitresses yep. and they're not back to work. Right. But they're like, oh, I went and got a delivery driver job. And I'm making it. I'm like, dude, like, I don't tell them, right? But it's like, all right, if you need, if if you have, if you're, you know, day seven, right? And my late fee starts at day three. Like, if you go, hey, I'll have it by this time. Like, I'm I'm gonna work with you. But they've all been great. Like, yeah. um, you know, I just, it, you get this sense of people striving to make themselves successful, and I always follow that. Like, well, and we're not gonna get into a political show here. I mean, we did that one time. Yes, but. I am, I'm going to get a little bit political here for a second. So today, for anybody watching, today's 120. It was the inauguration today. It was. Congratulations to uh, to our new president. And, and vice president. Our new vice president. Yes. And, you know, Angela asked me, she's like, how you feeling? I'm like, I feel okay because an adult's in charge. <laughs> and literally, that's... That's the standard I have right now. An adult is in charge and he's empathetic. And that's literally all I need right now. And I, I made this comment on Twitter earlier. I said, somebody, you know, was talking about the election and stuff. And I said, I haven't been drunk since before the election. Now, Nick and I have been friends a long time. In the last four years, I've been too drunk long. a lot, haven't I? Yeah, too long. Yeah. I think our friend... Guys, this is our last episode. We are officially done being friends. Yeah. No. <laughs> but I mean, the last four years, I've drank way more than I ever drank in the previous, you know, 38 years. Well, oh, for sure. And the pandemic didn't help us. It, sure. it really didn't. But since the election, I, I felt better because, again, we're back to an adult is in charge. Yep. And, you know, there are going to be plenty of Trump fans out there. And that's fine. You can like whoever you like. But I don't want to hear from my president maybe monthly. I don't mind if I hear from him monthly. You know, it's it's like your boss. Yeah. Where you're at work and you're in. Hey, you know, guys, guys, we're on track to make our best record month. And congratulations. Our company outing this year is, you know what? We're going to, we're going to give you guys two bucks to go to the bar. Um, yeah. Like, okay. You want those meetings because you do need to know that, Hey, things are on board. Uh, and you want to know, hey, we're going to make some cutbacks coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So you guys might want to think about not having kids. No, uh, but, oh, the Twitter. Yeah, they say, no, you know, and it's, trust me. So I'm glad that you're a little yep. more calm, right? Because I'm sitting here and the question's constantly being asked, like, hey, what are you going to do without 1031? And like, to me, that's growth. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm shitting my pants. <laughs> like, all right, you know, and then I'm hearing from people like, just, so, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not in your, your calm, right. Cool collected. I'm in a completely different mind. I'm in a much more uh, fearful. Like I'm definitely like, all right, I'm going to drink. And like, 
I'm not going to think that's for sure. You know? So, um, but like, I'm glad, like to me, it makes me happy. Right. Like, cause I mean, there's not a single person out there that I've talked to that are Trump fans Mm -hmm. that are like, Oh, the world is going to end. Okay. Yeah. They're going to like take your guns. And I've heard all that side, but like, nobody's been really fearful of their life with Biden going in, but I've like, as sad as it is, like I heard so many fearful people of like my yeah. life, my life with this, with Trump. And so um, no, it's, it's really like, it makes me happy to hear that. Like, um, you know, I, I, people again, making money, right. You could have made money on if there was going to be something that went down today. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were taking sucker bets on, on the presidency, man. That's insane. So here's, Again, we've done an episode on Dan Price, one of my absolute favorite all-time follows on on Twitter. Oh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up Dan Price right now. I got a lot of messages on Twitter. Yeah, guys, um, real quick, just another way to make money, right? So gold just went up, and we don't talk about gold and silver, but gold, gold went up. is great. It's like nine bucks. It went up just today. Silver went up again. I remember silver being at seventeen. Now it's at twenty-five. Um, Honestly, anything you touch right now turns to gold. So, <laughs> so Dan Price six hours ago. You're gonna love this because we did an episode on it was our election episode where we talked about what would the stock market do. Yes. The day Biden won, stock market grew 830 points. Huge. Senate called for the Democrats. Stock market grew 440 to a record high. Biden's results certified. Stock market grew 250 to a new record high. Biden sworn in, stock market grew 270 to a new record high. It's not about D versus R, corporations always win. He's not wrong. At the end of the day, the corporation is going to win. Yeah, and we are here to say, hey, that's okay. It's okay that corporations win. We're going to find a way to also win at the same freaking time. Well, you know, say, find a way to win at the same time or... You and I, right? My my David David's a little different than I am, right? Like my mindset is be the fucking corporation. Yeah. Like, like, right? Don't let anybody stop you from being that person, right? Because you know what? I mean, if you're the person that says, Hey, I want to pay somebody 15 bucks an hour, go hire them and see how that works out for you. But if you are the person that's like, all right, hey, I know that someday I want to pay them 15 bucks an hour, but right now this is what I can afford, and I need this person to grow, like make sure you hold that to who you are. Like let's save that for another episode because like that, I think that's, a we're passion. there. That's a passion episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I have a lot to say about that because we're there. We yeah. hired people. Yeah. And like I want to be at 15. Right. And, but you know, so even at that, like guys, my, like, again, David and I are so different because I am, I am go for the top, be the top. Yep. No, you don't have to be the best, right? But like, dude, build and create impact so many lives. Don't let anybody stay in your way. David is like, I want to make sure everybody along the way is taken care of. And I'm like, I know that, I know that in the end, I'm going to take care of people. Like people hate uh, Jeff Bezos, right? Like, yep. and sure they have credit, but like, Bezos is doing everything that everybody's asked, right? Like, oh, hey, you want $15 an hour minimum wage for for Amazon? Sure, fuck it, it's yours. And then, oh, you're still making trillions and people are still complaining. It's like, dude, you guys can't keep asking for stuff because like the more that Amazon makes, like the less the other companies are going to make and then they're just going to go out. Like, I mean, 
again, if you're going to be a delivery driver for 14 bucks an hour for Jets Pizza or 25 bucks an hour for Amazon, which one are you choosing? And so, like, not every company can compete with every company. I mean, um, but I'm a huge bowler, right? Yep. And so you look at like Jet, which is the company I was sponsored by. I want to give them a huge shout out, even though they're gone. Like, I lived my dream through them, but like companies like Storm, right? Yep, yep. Brunswick, Hammer, for all you people that understand anything I'm saying. Like my daughter throws Storm. Right. Like the, these things, they're just gonna pounce on these on these small companies. I mean, Walmart's eat up these small mom and pop shops, and people hate it. But you don't see. I'm still that guy who like I try to go to the local hardware store, but when I walk in and pay 27 bucks for a five pound tub of mud and then i walk into lowe's because i need something they don't have lumber and i pay and i can find i can pay 12.99 i'm like yep. dude come on like you just doubled me okay i get that you're hungry but man like <laughs> help me out a little bit you know well i mean that that's where a lot of it comes from you you look at some of these so businesses really big right now because they're talking 15 bucks an hour oh yeah and they go well if it's 15 dollars an hour you're gonna pay 18 dollars for a big Mac. You don't have to pay $18 for a Big Mac. You know, they have $15 an hour in other countries and they're paying 50 cents more than we are right now for a Big Mac. Right now. Because we're in this ultra capitalist society, which, you know, capitalism's great. But at the same time, capitalism since 1980 is not as great. Because Reagan's like, hey, if we take all the limitations off the rich... They'll just send their money down to the poor. That didn't happen. There was no trickle down. There was no trickle down effect. We all know that. I mean, I'm still poor. Nobody, nobody shared their money with the poor. Say, the only time people share money with me is when I buy into a 50-50 and I bought less than the bigger person yeah. ahead of me. Like, um, No, you know, so gambling is not a way to make money. I guess I'll say it again. Gambling is not a way to make money. Even if you think you're a pro and you can show me that, Hey, I've won. Like, it's not a guarantee, right? Going to actually work is guaranteed. Like somebody says, I'll pay you 10 bucks an hour. You do an hour's worth of work. They'll pay you 10 bucks. That's a guarantee. Going to the poker table and saying, Hey, I have an extra hundred bucks. I'm going to, I need, I need 300 by the end of the week. Like don't don't place your odds that you're going to get the cards in your in your lap right like you know what happens friday at noon here uh i'm going to be at the casino online sports book oh really goes live Ooh, in michigan friday at noon in michigan yeah all right hey so uh our next sponsor is going to be uh fan duel and DraftKings. yeah i say DraftKings. uh go ahead and uh, log on to get your hundred dollars free play Use a uh, username Bucks and Brews. No, so we're we're creating our commercials while we're on here. Um, let's say, no, but that that's gonna be huge, right? Like, sure. Am I am if you if you're addicted to gambling like I am, don't log on, don't no, do it, don't, don't touch it, don't do anything with it. But if you're the person like David who's like, I'll throw oh bucks. man, all I have to do is place a dollar bet and they're gonna times it by a hundred, and if my team wins, I get it. Like. All right, be that guy and place your dollar bet. Like, I'm not going to stop you from. That. I'll throw ten bucks at the Super Bowl. Yeah, say, and that's they'll give you a hundred bucks if you. Oh, so up to a hundred bucks, they'll give you. Like, they'll they'll match it, and so it's just it's huge. Um, I bet ten. Like, I am addicted to gambling. Yep. Um, 
sorry, don't bet, but like I love Super Bowl bets. Like, uh, right? I will, I will throw ten bucks on whether it's going to be purple, blue, or orange Gatorade. Right? Like, I choose blue almost every year. It's always like, orange. Dude, I never win. Always like I, heads or tails. Like I end up Googling. I spend like the first quarter Googling to figure out what it was, heads or tails. How long the national anthem is going to be. I love prop bets, dude. Speaking I'm of a gambling. Prop bet. I, I was having a talk with Mike the other day. Mike joins us every once in yeah. a while. And uh, I'm like, yeah, we need to get a, a Texas Hold'em game going again. We do. And he's like, yeah, you used to do that. I'm like, yeah, I used to play Texas Hold'em. I, you know, we charge like 20 bucks for a game and. I'm like, I played with Nick once. He charged like $2 a game. Yeah. Which is all donation and goes yeah. towards the house to buy pizza. We don't Yeah, condone. no, nobody wins yeah. any money. We don't condone any legal we buy money. We buy beer and pizza. So actually, it usually does cost me more to have people over than what the game. Um, but really, like, dude, you could hope, like, we shouldn't give that advice, but there's a. We should. Let's say. Right, like hold poker night and charge an extra fifty cents just to have people at your house. I don't really care. Like anything to make money. Like just there are so many ways. Yeah, I mean, right now. So I just joined a Facebook group where it was like um, home cooked foods, which isn't legal, but yeah, you know, people are like, oh yeah, I'm making this today, and I'm like, you want a dozen cookies? I'll I'll give you a dozen cookies right. for eight bucks and i'm over here like oh i just learned how to make crab ragoons and i'm like dude i'll make a dozen of these because my recipe calls for two dozen yep. and yes i'm big but i don't need two dozen egg rolls like one i could sell one make profit enough for me to eat yep. you know and uh i'm gonna eat crab ragoons let's do this so um if you like to do baking if you like to do cooking if you like to do anything in life just figure out what your passion is and like maybe start with that like sell it right sell your passion Sometimes, you know, skirt around legal issues. But, I mean, you know, hey. You know, I say it's. it's My wife makes great cheesecakes. She's made a cheesecake for somebody before and charged, you know, $15, $20 for the cheesecake. And they're they're happy to pay it. And it tastes phenomenal. Yeah, I say donations only, baby. But, um, I say, you know, I think now is a good time. We've talked about so many. If you have any idea of what your passion is and how to make money doing it, reach out to us because I guarantee between Dave and I, we're going to give you an answer. If not, I guarantee we know somebody. We really need more feedback. We do. Cause I'm tired of like, just being that creepy guy. Who's like, <laughs> word association money. No. So, um, we, we want to hear what you want to hear all we year do. long. Um, we're here like subscribe, share. I think it's way over here actually under David said, like subscribe, share, um, big shout out again to, uh, my my true love, but light new Glarus, uh, winner winner winner. Eh, 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 eh. Uh, really, what a fantastic beer! I really enjoyed it, and because my pride, uh, yeah, we got free alcohol from Coors, Seltzers, Black Cherry, really decent. So, so <laughs> my decent is is about the best you can put on there. So O'Fallon's dad's. Original oatmeal stout, phenomenal. Very happy with that. Uh, Grand River, always with good beer, and the 313 Polish lager was very good. Reminded me of, of the old country that I've never been to. Um, Perrin with Midnight Snack, and then 
Ordak Brewing Company out of Marquette with the, their porter. Yeah, was was excellent. I was very happy with their porter. And uh, that's like eight beers that we just said are awesome. Yeah, say, and uh, for people still watching, I'm, I'm tearing apart my uh, my Bud Light ring so that way no no wildlife is harmed is harmed in the drinking yep. of Nick's beers because I care. Yes, because I care. So, guys, uh, thanks again for joining us. Appreciate it. We will see you guys next week, and hopefully, we'll be more used to the uh, external microphone and and uh, webcam there. Yeah, so, take care, guys.